Grace Bible Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a joy to be with you. Thanks for taking a minute to listen to this. Um, sitting to my left is Pastor Brent Bullard. Hello. Hi. And sitting to my left is Ben Dotson. <laughs> I'm not going to do as creepy of a hello, but I'm just going to say hello. How are you? <laughs> and who's sitting to your left, Ben? Uh, that would be Megan Dotson. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, uh, guys, thanks for being here with us and uh, for taking a second to... Share with the church a little bit about your story. Um, this is kind of a, a cool way to be able to accelerate the knowledge of the people within our church. Uh, I know for Brent and I, it's been a huge blessing to be able to sit with so many people and to hear their stories. And then we hear so many people within the church getting to know folks uh, through these avenues to be able to um, hear people's testimonies, hear uh, people's um, story. And then, of course, when we post it, you have a picture and be able to see their face on a Sunday morning and know a little bit of their stories is a grace and a blessing. So thanks for being a part of that uh, today. And so we're just going to take a little bit to get to know uh, you two and have you share a little bit about your your story. So we'd love to kind of begin with uh, you sharing about how you came to know Christ, kind of your story of, of faith, and then how you guys ended up here at Grace Bible Church. So Ben, we'll start with you. How did you come to know Christ? So I was raised in a uh, Christian family. Um, my dad's dad was a pastor here in town and so i was pretty much raised in a in a home that uh loved and feared the lord um so it shared with me uh, at a young age about the goodness of who jesus was um how sin is a reality in everyone's life and i was able to see that pretty quickly in my life and ask uh for christ to to save me and so that was kind of where um, I started, um, but I think as we all mature and grow, we all understand that uh, your parents are leading you and guiding you, and they're getting you to church, and they're introducing Christ to you, and they're introducing the Bible to you, and so at some point, it has to become your own, and so that happened for me when I was, I would say, really probably my freshman year in uh, college. Um, I was a pretty good kid, quote unquote. Um, there was not a lot that happened in high school that uh, would put me on the in someone's radar as far as that guy is walking in a direction that needs to be changed. Hmm. Um, people would have thought good things, I think, about me. Um, I had a pretty uh, in-depth or serious relationship with a, a girl who was two years younger than I was, and um, it got uh, to a spot physically um, that began to, I, I guess, um, work out things in me that uh, didn't produce anything that came along with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. There's the opposite of that. And so my parents didn't quite know what was going on in high school, really my junior and senior year. Um, but I knew. And so uh, the crazy thing was in all of this, I was still really connected to the Lord. Like I wanted to do things that had me around whatever God was doing. Um, and so to the point of picking North Texas to go to my freshman year of college, uh, which is where my older brother was about to go as well, um, for the main purpose of being involved with Denton Bible Church. And mm -hmm. so that was still kind of my leading reason of going there was is to be involved in church and get to, to grow my walk with the Lord, even though I had some pretty sinful things going on that I was hiding and keeping to myself. And so um, the cool thing is getting up there, uh, we had to break up uh, with the girl that my my parents said that and her parents said that she was two years younger than I was. So 
they were like, she needs to focus on high school. You need to focus on college. And so that was like, makes sense. And um, I didn't know that the depths of the connection that comes with that physicality. Uh, I guess it's some sense I did, but um, it, it really, I guess, began to work its way out my freshman year where I just kept trying to fill my life with all sorts of things. I'm involved in this church, but it's not quite uh, satisfying. I, I kind of still want to talk to this girl, but it's broken up and she's already moving on. And um, then there's a, a credit card <laughs> that comes into play uh, as I go down to Six Flags and trying to hang out with some friends and get a free t-shirt, which then opens up the door to things that I hadn't been able to afford uh, growing up. So then try to fill a void uh, through purchasing things and debt got created. And so um it's really an interesting time. And then some good buddies who I became friends with were uh, counselors at Camp Kanakuk. Mm. And they said, hey, you should come and be a counselor with us this summer. And I said, okay, sounds great. Um, and in that meeting, they do an interview. And the guy will ask you, is there any sort of really unconfessed sin or have you had premarital sex it was a direct question to me. Um, and I had to answer that question for the first time. And answering that question was... Uh, a freedom for me to be able to actually vocalize it to someone, the sin that was holding me back in, in so many ways. And so, um, yeah, I got to to share that. And the guy was blown away with me, I guess, sharing it, because I guess I'm not sure how many people uh, respond it faithfully or truthfully in that, but I definitely felt the prompting of the Spirit to be truthful. Um, and so uh, that summer was special. I got to go be a counselor in Kanakuk. Uh, I got to meet with a guy every morning, and we would read our word and we would serve kids and have great time. And uh, since that time, it became my own faith and, and mm. the sense that Jesus was not just my Savior, but he was my Lord, uh, someone who I wanted to follow, someone I wanted to please uh, with my life. And mm. so I would say it's high, kind of my quick story mm. um, in salvation and following Christ. Megan, how about you? Um, well, I actually came to know the Lord uh, 19 years ago here at Grace Bible Church. Um, I was a freshman student at SFA, and there was just a student walking around asking people, do you want to go to church? Uh, and it was any church. He was a part of so many different college uh, ministries in town. Hmm. And so, And he, I had run into him several times, and I just kind of was like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> but um, I finally said yes, because in that time of my life, I was, um, I guess, just pursuing all the things of the world to try to find happiness, to try to find purpose, to try to find good friends, to try to feel welcome, and um, obviously a lot of the things the world just kind of turned to, you know, relationships or um, just more um, hurtful things that don't really make you feel better. They just kind of make you realize mm -hmm. I'm still hurting. So mm -hmm. I um, finally gave in and um, went to Crosspoint with him. And um, he int immediately introduced me to the girl leaders and they just kind of like took me in and cared about me in a way that at first I was a little skeptical, like what do they want from me? You know, but genuinely um, just over months of wanting to, I, I liked um, how this life looked, going to church, and not this other life that I was already having and participating in, and um, 
So that's kind of what kept me going and wanting to know more was I wanted this life more than this life, <laughs> the the church life and the, the church people. And um, I just think the Lord used all of them to show me his love, to show me his um, just like care for me mm. and just learning, um, like sitting in church, seeing worship the way I did, seeing um, someone talk about scripture the way they did. And then young women pursuing me about wanting me to know more about this. I kind of in that realized they do this and love me because they know that they needed a savior. And that's kind of what I was looking for Mm. and just really fell into like loving the Lord and wanting to, um, um, I don't know, I guess really accept that and see my own sin, see where I was just looking to the world to find my purpose, but that there's this Lord of the world that um, just loves me really mm. well. So um, I was really short, usually. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you two... Um, oh, sorry, were you done? I didn't want to cut you off. I think I'm done. Okay, how did, how did you two... How did you two meet each other and then end up here at Grace together? There was this app. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was no apps. Oh, we no smartphones back then. GBC Knack. That's how you found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Farmers only. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, there you go. That's not a true thing. Um, I don't know. It's funny. We, I, we always kind of tell it different, but I was, um, I guess when we first got here, I had met, um, a guy um, going to church and like he kind of also was not the same guy who asked me to come different he was my first boyfriend here and um, Ben was kind of discipling him so I knew Ben for I guess two years before we dated but um, we uh, so he was in Crosspoint he was a leader with the guys and then (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um, and then he just kind of, it was funny. He, um, I didn't know this before, but had asked this first boyfriend cause permission, like, Hey, do you mind if I ask out Megan? Cause he was just being nice and respectful. And, um, he, that just wasn't a healthy relationship and it was very hurtful and just, I don't know. Anyway, he kind of told me, he was like, someone wants to ask you out. And I just want you to know it's okay with me. And I was like, ugh, get out of my life. Like, I didn't believe him. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. But um, then a week later, Ben calls me. And we kind of, I kind of saw Ben as like the older guy, the wise guy. Like, he wasn't even on my radar as an option. And so even when he first called me, I was like, wait, did you mean to call me? (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. And then, um, we went on a first date, and then on the next day, I went on my first mission trip for a week, and then that's it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, <laughs> I just got to see her around. Um, I was still involved at Crosspoint with mainly hanging out with the guys, um, but I'd kind of gone beyond the years. Um, we're only four and a half year difference. There's nothing crazy happening here, but. Uh, I just kept seeing her around and that, and I liked her spirit about her and that she was bubbly and fun. And so I had some of the guys kind of give me some feedback on what was going on in her walk with the Lord. And she was helping to sing with Crosspoint and I'd still go at Crosspoint on Sunday nights. And so, um, yeah, it all, the feedback was awesome and, and, uh, that she was a growing young 
lady who is loving <laughs> the Lord, pursuing him. And so, um, yeah, that just spurred on the, the ability to ask it for a date. And we happened to take it at Schlotsky's. Um, Schlotsky's. With Schlotsky. a lettuce wrap, which is the worst uh, food, I think, to eat with your first date because it's just falling it's over everywhere. Lots of napkins. It was awful on that, on that side of it. Yeah. it Not was, the conversation. But. It was funny because all my friends, you know, Ben was older and he had like a grown up job, you know, he graduated and they were like, he's going to take you to Lufkin to Red Lobster. Which I guess was fancy to us. Sure. Those biscuits. Schlotsky was perfect because nobody was there and we. Just had the best time talking for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, have you guys been at Grace since then? Pretty well, pretty much. So, you finished out college. Um, we got married, and then we we're here for probably six months after we got married. That was in two thousand and six. And then my older brother um, is a was finishing up seminary and was starting a church in Austin. And so we felt called to go and participate in that. So we were in Austin from 2006 to 2011. Um, and then we came back to Nacogdoches um, for work, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It was a little bit more begrudgingly on, on my side, uh, but Megan was definitely excited to get back. This is a place uh, that I think was a, a big moment for her and her spiritual growth mm-hmm. and walk. And so... Um, since we've been back, it's been an incredible time for our family, honestly. Mm. Um, it's a, a great place to raise your kids. Um, and so we've seen the benefits of that. And um, yeah, that's when we came back, 2011. You all have served in a lot of different areas. Uh, you lead a small group, and uh, you are just regularly have people in your life. I think that's one of the things <clears throat> that's always impressed me most about you all uh, and been impressed into me is that you have time for people. You're both busy, you got a lot going on, but you see a lot of different people. I think that a lot of people don't see, you know, you kind of slow down, you're very cognizant. Um, so what are some of the things that, that, how how do you do that component? How do you see people? How do you find time to meet with people one-on-one? How do you do those things in life? You have two young kids, you got a lot of being pulled on a lot of different areas. Uh, how, how do you go about getting matched up with people, discipling them, you know, all those things that, that happen? How do you basically bring people into your life like that? Is a good question. <laughs> um, I think um, just in growing in my walk with the Lord too, I've He's just really like showed me how to love people, and I, I want to love people well. I want to love people like Jesus does, um, and so I think just I don't know meeting um, people on campus or just like the Spirit being like, go talk to them, or maybe just say hi, or just thinking. Um, that everybody's going through something and I just remember if you can imagine I was really quiet (laughs) (laughs) until I knew the Lord like I didn't really I wasn't outgoing I don't think anybody would say I was outgoing um I don't know so I think just having that desire to love people well I just kind of and just trying to listen to the spirit in times of like hey let's go talk to you and then um also just I feel like Grace provides a lot of groups of people that you can meet. Mm-hmm. You can kind of meet everybody if you mm-hmm. really try, you yeah. know. Um, there's all kinds of just ways you can be involved at Grace anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll pick up with what Megan's saying too. It's like 
when you've experienced the, that that message of like when you've tasted and seen and you know how good God is, it's like this world kind of slow, low, slowly dims away. And so I think that's what kind of happens for us. And we try to make happen because it's a fight every day, um, not to put ourselves in front. Um, but when you just sit and take a moment and, and think about the goodness of Christ, like it begins to soften you, uh, it begins to open your eyes and the spirit begins to to let you see, I think, as Christ would see. And so we do that very imperfectly, not trying to say we've figured this out or nailed it, but um, to the point of we ask for it. So I think that's why it happens. Uh, we ask the Lord to bring people into our lives. We ask the Lord to use our lives um, because we know that this world does not hold all the answers. And so, uh, and that's a great thing. And that's great news to share with other people. Hmm. And so um, making time for other people in that regard doesn't seem like you're making time. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, It just seems like you're you're living out what God has intended for you to live out. And so um, that brings joy. That puts time to the side where it's not categorized as anything other than uh, go serve your king. And so um, I think that's what happens. Yeah. That's excellent. When you think about this season of life, uh, what are the things that you found to be most challenging? You have a, uh, uh, kids, you know, on the bottom side, you're involved with business, you're you know, uh, obviously active there at Blowing.com, you're, uh, you just have a lot of different friends you know, connected. So what are kind of the lessons you think God's showing you in this season that uh, have been unique to this time? I feel like for me, um, just Carson being older, he's a, a middle school student now, there's more coming up um, faster <laughs> that I didn't know he'd be kind of um, hearing or being involved in. And so I have just um, wanted to have more intentional time of praying, like, how do I parent him through this? Because I had a, a, a sub at their school, and I had a high school student ask me, they were doing a project, and they were like, what is harder when your kids were a baby or now? And I was like, well, when they're young, you're trying to keep them alive. <laughs> and when they're older, you're trying to teach them how to keep themselves alive and keep themselves um you know, uh, in a good place or, mm -hmm. you know, cause they're at school longer than they are with us now. And mm -hmm. so just guiding him through, this is where it's going to be hard. This is where you're going to have to stand up for yourself and mom and dad can't be there. And so just those hard things that are coming up where he has to choose, okay, what, um, what if I learned from knowing the Lord, how do I handle this, you know, and him having to kind of live it out without us and so that's just one of the things that goes through mm -hmm. my mind lately is wanting to parent him through just getting older and so. yeah I mean he's middle school that brings some new challenges uh he gets around to older kids he gets to see things and hear things that he has questions about so uh, we love that we just say anything you do not know or understand or a word you hear please just come ask us and so that's brought up some funny questions and some different times. But um, for sure. yeah, I, I guess for me lately, I can't shake. Uh, I just kind of got to walk through Hebrews recently and thinking of Christ as our high priest and just the perfect sacrifice. And then, I don't know, the Lord just brought some good imagery as he ascended into the heavens and left his disciples there watching. Um, he's going to present himself to, to God and then he sits down at the right hand. 
um, and the spirit comes, you got acts starting. And so I just keep finding a lot of solace in that, a lot of, a lot of joy, a lot of comfort in that. And then kind of going back to what we were talking about, how that just, we want that to be pushed over to our, to our kids and, and to talk to them as they're going into this new stage of life and they're dealing with the real realities of what the world wants them to believe in. Um, and so I get to just present to them who our God is. It's just been good for me. Um, to reflect back on and then just that we're so meant for such a purpose that's so greater than ourselves and so I as we get to pitch that to them hey you're going to school but it's not just about going to school it's not just about learning you're going to be around kids you're going to be around about teachers you're going to see people who are hurting you're going to see people lash out in different ways you're going to see people accept you for certain things and reject you for certain things Mm -hmm. and so just getting to to reflect mm. on all that and say, how do we then be a sacrifice in our own lives um, that will hopefully benefit the world? Um, and here's Christ who did it. And as we reflect on those sorts of things, uh, brings great conversation. Uh, but it's, that just can't shake it for some reason. And that's, I don't know, probably a month ago, um, finishing up that. But it just, uh, the imagery has been sweet for me. And so I just get to sit there and and think on that. Um, and then, yeah, just the joy that comes of knowing that God has a purpose for us and trying to say, tell the kids where they're, where they're at, it's the same thing for them. It doesn't start later uh, mm. when you get older. Mm. Um, and so, and they see our struggle as we try mm. to figure out what that is for us. And so, mm. um, yeah, that's kind of what the Lord's been really hounding me uh, with and in a good way. Mm. That's great. Well, thank you all uh, so much for coming in today. Uh, there will be, as we continue our Advent series, Pastor Roman's going to be preaching this Sunday on uh, joy and the joy comparing uh, the birth of Isaac to Sarah with uh, the joy of, of Mary's announcement that that, uh, that she has as well and the Lord's ability to bring joy and opening the womb. It's going to be such a great message. I can't wait for that. And then, of course, Christmas Eve's right around the corner. At 4 o'clock, we'll have our Christmas Eve service. So it's fun to be able to slow down. And, you know, I think I knew some of those things that y'all shared, but I don't know that I knew all those things. Mm. Uh, and it's neat to be able to, uh, I think one of the things I most enjoyed from these midweek podcasts is that last question too. You get to hear how somebody first encountered the Lord and also how the Lord by the Spirit is continuing to teach and renew our minds. Mm. Uh, so we're so grateful for you all and uh, very much uh, just appreciative of all you do and uh, how you model so well, I think. Uh, we're not perfect. But you both model very well as parents and as friends uh, and people that see people and care for people. Uh, that's a great model in the life of our church. So we're grateful for y'all. Yeah. Right. Pray, <laughs> yeah praise God. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. You're not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I echo that. And uh, church, we love you guys. And uh, we're looking forward to gathering again this Sunday as we continue in Advent and uh, now awaiting the second coming of our Lord, uh, our greatest hope. So... Uh, We love you, and we'll see you this Sunday.